Hey friends, welcome back to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about the first step to spending 30 minutes a week to get your garden ready to grow this spring. And I'm going to just go over it with you. It'll be kind of a short simple episode, but the, really the point of this is to give you kind of the tacticals and then you take this information and you go and you actually do the thing. And it's just getting you one step closer to growing your garden without stress, without overwhelm, just making it very simple and streamlined for you. So let's get started. Hi friend. Do you dream of having a garden, but you don't know where to start? Do you want to switch to more natural products, but feel overwhelmed by all the options? Do you believe that a holistic lifestyle would help your special needs kiddo, but you're daunted by all the information out there? Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast, where you will learn how to work towards your dream for homesteading, gardening, and holistic living in small, simple steps that won't overwhelm you. Hi, I'm Ashley. I'm a wife, Jesus follower, and mom to some amazing kids. As some of my kids began experiencing health struggles and developmental delays, I decided it was time to switch to a holistic lifestyle. I quickly became stressed out and burnt out, feeling like I needed to change everything at once. I finally realized that I had to start making one small change at a time, then build from there. I learned to walk this holistic journey in a way that works for me and my family without stress or overwhelm or constantly feeling like I wasn't doing enough. If you're ready to hear from another mama who understands what it's like to have no time and who can help you make changes towards better health for your family in a way that works for your specific life, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in your earbuds, reheat your coffee for the third time, and let's do this. Friends, are you so excited about growing a garden this year, but at the same time, you feel like you need all the help, you need a good, solid community to support you, to answer your questions, and all of that along the way? Well, come join us over at our free Facebook community where you can ask your gardening questions, learn from other people, and just get good gardening encouragement. For the 2024 gardening season, you can find us over at bit.ly slash motherhood community. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash motherhood community. I can't wait to see you over there. All right, so let's go ahead and just dig into this. And I want to share with you, this is what my gardening uh, planning looks like, kind of the process that I do every year. And I do want to say that this has really grown and evolved over the years. And I have honestly been at the point where I waited until March, April, sometimes May, and then decided I wanted to throw together a garden. And I did, and I was able to grow things, but it did feel a lot more stressful. I obviously shortened my opportunity, my growing window by doing that. And so what I have found is that it's just better for me to start early and to plan because I'm more likely to have better success and also just to make it actually happen. Because I've also had times where I put it off, put off planning, put off really making sure I had everything I needed and sitting down to figure out when do I need to do these things. And then I felt like too much time had passed and it was too late. And I want to share with you that one thing I've really learned over the years is that more times than not, it is actually not too late to start a garden. Now, obviously, this depends on where you live, what growing zone you're in, because people who have a very early frost date, they don't have as big of a window as I do. I live in, I think I'm now in seven B with the updated zones, but so I have a pretty big window. At the same time, though, even if you do have that smaller window and you are looking at possibly having an early frost, you still have plenty of opportunity to grow things that would be a little bit more frost hardy. So I just want to encourage you that even if you start on this and maybe time gets away from you, 
for one thing, I have been there and I wish that I would have gone back and been able to tell myself, hey, even though it's May or June and you forgot or you had these good intentions, but you didn't do it, there's actually still time for you to grow a lot of stuff. And so that's what I want to encourage you is we're starting out this year and we're, we're getting these plans going. But I also understand that life happens. Maybe your child has a flare-up with a health condition, you have a flare-up with your health condition, and things just get away from you. I just want to encourage you now to kind of put that thought in your mind that even if that happens, it is most likely not too late for you to grow something. And growing something is better than growing nothing at all. So even if you can only do a little bit this year, that's okay because you're going to learn and you're going to get more experience in that. And I just want to encourage you just to, to go with where you're at it doesn't matter if it feels like it's not working exactly as you planned. Life rarely works exactly as we planned. And really for me, it's just been about finding peace in that and just going along for the ride and making the most of what I can with where I'm at. So I just want to encourage you in that before we get started. Okay, so the first thing that I do whenever I am getting ready to plan out for the garden is I actually go ahead and sit down. And sometimes this involves talking with my husband. Usually I kind of start making a plan roughly myself first and then kind of talk it through with my husband to get his ideas because a lot of times he has a different perspective than me. He might think of a configuration or a way to create more space that I haven't thought of before. So I highly encourage you, if you have a spouse who is interested in this, for one thing, it can actually be an amazing hobby and an interest that you can share together. And it really gives you something to work on together that makes you feel like you're also benefiting your family and your health. And I have just found that to be really beneficial for mine and my husband's relationship. I know he and I both enjoy doing garden work together. And he appreciates whenever I sit down with him and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking for this year. Do you have any thoughts? And a lot of times he has really good ideas that I haven't thought of before. So the first thing that you want to do is sit down. I encourage you, go ahead and just get a notebook and just kind of mark that notebook as your gardening, your 2024 garden notebook, where you can keep any kind of plans you have, anything you need to buy, all of that stuff. Just keep it all in one place so you're not losing it. Because if you're like me, I'll write it on a random piece of paper and then I lose that paper or I'll write it in one notebook and then my kids do craft time and coloring time on the notebook. And anyways, I just encourage you stick with one notebook, keep it organized, keep it simple. But what I will usually do is I will sit down and decide, okay, how what space am I using in my yard? Because we don't have a ton of land. I do have to be very um, creative with my garden space. And I have to be very specific in getting what what is most important to me to grow this year. I do love growing flowers as well and trying fun new varieties. So that is always part of the mix. But at the same time, I have to be intentional with what I'm going to grow because I don't have just a large, abundant amount of space. And then also for me, that has looked like growing things vertically, growing things in like a stackable planter, like like a green stalk or something like that. So decide how much garden space do you actually have and are there ways that you can get creative? Like I said, with vertical planting, can you get cattle panels and trellis things up? I have grown a lot of stuff up cattle panels and been able to maximize our space by doing that. It's been very, very beneficial for us and made it where things that take up a lot of space, it's, it would be impossible for me to grow on the ground because we don't have that quantity of space, but I have been able to grow them up trellises. And so I would encourage you to just sit down, get creative with that, decide what space do I have of the space I have? How can I best maximize this space? So 
for, like I said, this can be vertical planting. It could also be very specific with how close you plant things together. I've actually been encouraged and seen more people who I've always been, like, I'm a very organized, meticulous person. And so in my mind, everything had to be planted in rows. And what I've discovered is that it actually ends up wasting a lot of space for me. And again, because space is so precious, I really am going to look at planting things a little closer together and just maybe not necessarily stressing as much about having those perfect rows. I do love a very aesthetically pleasing garden, but at the same time, I get that in other ways, like with the arch trellises and things like that. So really have that plan in, in your mind before you get started. This is the space I have. This is how I'm going to maximize that space. And then what I would say after you have done that is the next thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to sit down and make a list of the things that you would like to grow. This could be things, like I said, flowers. It could be uh, different types of herbs. I love to grow herbs, like obviously for cooking, but then also to make tinctures and different herbal remedies and things like that. That really just depends on your specific family. Are there fruits that you really want to try? Are there different vegetables that you know your family loves or that you're looking at preserving or are there some kind of vegetables that you are you've maybe you've had failures in the past with your kids trying them and you really want to see if they will be more open to them if you're planting them in your garden in your backyard which has been my experience with my kids and so just sit down and make a list this does not have to be like this is the end, like this is the list I'm going to go with and it's not going to change but make a list of the things that you would like to grow. And then go ahead and look at how much space, go through each one of the things and do some research and decide, okay, how much space does this need to grow? So beans, especially if you are like a bush bean, it doesn't require a lot of space. Um, again, even pole beans, I like to trellis them up a, a cattle panel as well. So that really doesn't require a lot of space. I can usually plant them along a, a trellis and then plant stuff on the back of that in my raised beds. But then something like squash often require, requires several feet of spacing in between it. I have also had some success with growing squash up trellises. Now, I don't necessarily do the arched trellises for those. I did with some of the smaller squash I had, like honey nut squash and things like that. But if you're not going to try to trellis those up something, then it is going to require a decent amount of garden space in order for you to plant that. So for me, I have to look at... Okay, these are the things I would like to grow. This is how much space they require. And then what I also look at is how much enjoyment would I get out of growing that thing? I'm going to really look at this list and prioritize it. Like, why is this a top priority? How much enjoyment would I get out of growing it? Is it something I'm really wanting my kids to try? Is it a fun variety that I'm very curious about? Is it a really good producer that I know I want to can? I look at all of those different things. And then I also look at, okay, so for me, I'll take squash as, as an example. I absolutely have tried to grow squash several times and it just gets mutilated by squash bugs. And on top of that, I can go to the farmer's market and support another farmer and just get it from them. So what I told my husband actually just last week is I'm not probably going to grow squash this year. I might try the honey nut squash later in the season whenever the pest pressure has gone down a little bit because I really want to grow it up the trellis. But for the most part, I won't be doing any kind of squash. It requires a decent amount of space. And on top of that, I end up losing most of the harvest to squash bugs. And I just don't really, it, it's not worth it whenever I can go to the farmer's market and get it. So that's just giving you kind of some ideas and really looking at 
that thought process to decide what's going to work best for your garden. And then, like I said, you really do need to have that plan of if this is if I have so many feet of planting space, but then I've planned the, these different fruits and vegetables that require double that space, then when it comes time to plant, you're going to be very stressed out and feel like you've wasted time. So just taking the time to make the list, prioritize, look at the spacing first, and then say, okay, well, this is how much spacing I have. And from that list, prioritize what it is that you can actually plant. I love to even draw a picture and actually just, I'm not an artist by any means. It's a very rough drawing, but I just like to draw it out so I can visually see it and decide, well, this is going to go here. This is going to go there. And that's what I want to encourage you to do first and foremost. And then we will actually take off next week. Once you've decided that, then we'll go ahead and go into next week. What is the next step to getting your garden planned out and ready to go for 2024? I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I would love to see you over in our free Facebook community. Just come head over there, hang out with us, get to ask your gardening questions and just have fun with us. I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I will see you back next time. Hey mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds to share this with a friend who is wanting to live more holistically without the overwhelm? Also, don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. It blesses and encourages me to know that this show is helping you. All right, friends, it's time for me to go work in the garden and make some homemade bone broth. I will see you back next week.